Welcome to this week's Augusta Only Podcast. On this today's podcast, I will discuss why John Cena defended Vince, Ric Flair inducting Ray Muta, I will introduce a vicious rant on GCW, and many more news, recaps, and hot takes. Alright then, let's start with a dynamite recap. Let's get to the show. Let me get into my notes. Mm-hmm. Alright, here's a here's a show for the update. Mm-hmm. The Dynamite op- open aired. You know, mm-hmm. It opened this week, aired this week. We saw Excalibur edition the show. There's a camera pan in the crowd. He had three huge championship matches with schedule. But first, you already know, Roberts introduced NJF. Mm-hmm. NJF made an entrance for a rebar mitzvah ceremony. Mm-hmm. NJF walked to the ring with two pair of women inside of him. When he arrived at the ringside, he invited women to kiss him on the cheek. Reed did. The other fell on out with him for a few seconds. Meanwhile, Scalibur hyped the schedule matches. Mm-hmm. NJF entered the ring and asked for Effort's mu- music to be cut. Scalibur said, Bar Mitzvah doesn't usually begin like this. He gives the fans a hard time once they get Bret Hart excited. He said, Shawn Michaels is much better. Let's be honest, he said. They're all three here to celebrate the most important day in the record of human history, my birthday. He said, the religion, the only religion that matters, Judaism, when a boy turns to a man, he is 13, gets a bar mitzvah. He said, when he tapped on Brian Jensen, become an undisputed best professional wrestler in the world, retain the most important title of all professional wrestling, he's no longer a mere man. Now I am an Iron Man, he shouted. Taz interjected, oh, what a rush. So, yeah. MJ said to his music, a bunch of Jewish teenagers ran to the ring and did a traditional dance in the ring. He lifted his chair, rocked up and down, jungle by Jack Perry. Music interrupted. The kids fled at the ring as Perry walked to the ring. Gavard then came out to his theme song and Gavard began to speak. Darby Allen's music interrupted. He made his way out to a nice pop from the fans. Then a loud Darby chant broke out. And Jeff yelled, they were ruining his bar, rebar mitzvah. He asked what they want. They all said in unison that they want a tall shot. And Jay said, it really cute, Perry said. Shut up, Max. Perry said, last time they wrestled, it was at Double Nothing 2020. The very first pandemic pay-per-view with no fans in the crowd. He said, he went back and forth for nearly 20 minutes in the Florida heat until NJ cheated and won. He said that their lives were in a very different direction thereafter. He said, NJ got whatever he wanted while he spent the rest of the pandemic wrestling on AEW Dark. He said, NJ may not have wrestled on Dark Rampage Elevation, but they all have. You had to walk. You had to walk around and do what you while you want. They said it's a whole locker room full of men, and women who bust their asses, and they made sixty cents a week on a show where I had to sit back and watch you do the hokey bullshit you've been doing past four years. Devon said the truth hurts, doesn't it? <sighs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> Perry says the pace revolves around you. He says the solution best is taking time for him. And just says about does it? Does it I like that he's a star. Guevara says he's going to take a turn of recursation and NJ doesn't shut up. Guevara says he talks too much. He says, way of doing lying, cheating, and kisses ass in the door. He says, get to AEW. He said he had a grind industry for 10 years while working at fast food places. He said, when he finally got there, he was told he was only supposed to be in a sickle. Gob, job guy. The bumpy guy for Jericho. He said he overcame all the obstacles to become a three time champion. He's never had the machine push him and he never needed it. He said he had himself and he'll win the title. Where, and whenever MJF likes it or not, when the WSK is it like Canadians likes it or not, he'll be world champion someday and you'll know it. And just said it was really cute. Cooperated his catchphrase. It was nice to go raw up, take a break while getting in the locker room, the brawls while everyone in the back. Darby erupted, setting him on the ring. He asked the fans to hold their applause. It was done. He's prickly. He said in 2013 he was going to film school and he would turn into a movie. 
his teacher told him he had to change everything about it because the school didn't accept that kind of movie. He told her you had to drop out of school and change his style. He said that he was a blessing in disguise because it gave him the balls to become a pro wrestler. He said it was the first day of Brody, Brody Wayne Academy to either make it or not beat Darby Allen, but he wouldn't change a thing. He approached Tari Khan said there would not be a bidding war for him because AEW lets him beat him. He said, said the biggest problem he has with AEW is there are grown men in the back on Twitter. <laughs> he used a high-pitched voice. He might wrestlers say they're unhappy. They're upset. One they're out of contrast. They'll get what they want. He said NJF did it too with bidding war in 2024. Crap. He talks about NJF doesn't want to give but Tasha. He's going to complain about it on Twitter. He laughed and says that's true. He'll beat his face with skateboard and give him a headlock takeover. NJF yelled he has had enough of all of them. Darby says he looks like shit. Scarpa says he's got black eyes for the Iron Man match. NJF called Perry Jungle Jabardi. He called Darby Dangerous Darby's itself skateboarder. Mime. In regards to Sammy, said, We got Sammy about seven months proposed to another girl, Kavara. Sammy nodded, smiled, and brought out NJF's fiance and he left him. So basically, and he said, NJ said, Juggle had Christian said, Jericho, Darby has Sting. He's saying he rolled in the Yogi Daddy did case. He has been racing since day one. Fans talked to NJ with a warlord chase. They're not afraid to admit that the past, the present, future eight of pillars make him stick to his stomach. Ah, uh, the pillar, uh, the only pillar he can displace, upset. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, um. Back the loads. Okay, the pillars that make us sick to the stomach. I'm the only pillar can keep this place up. He said he has defeated all of them. He said none can sniff his belt. He said he should all leave his party because none of them were invited. He said he's going to ESK because he deserved it. He pie faced Perry. Perry hit him with the mic from the behind when NJ turned. Guevara attacked Perry with high knee. Darby brawl with Sammy. Shaman him to NJ on the ring apron. NJ landed on a cake on the table. Ringside NJ threw off his hat. Was treated the back stands. You deserve it. So let's let's get to the critique. Here's what I think about this assignment. There's a lot to like, lots of critique there. First of all, it was way too inside for my tastes. Some of it worked on two levels, but the stuff about being designed bump taker Jabois put all your miss pretend world show into the British side, you know. Which then makes the idea of being invested in a fight for a pretend time with premium outcomes seem pointless and silly, like pandering to the audience telling tell, tell a more logical character because this story with a narrative structure of a pro wrestler show. I did get a kick out of Darby making a fun of wrestling, complaining on Twitter about he, how they represent AEW, they can work on multiple levels. He's everyone's hero this week, public whining on Twitter about private stuff, it's like a bad look, pretty much always. The, the dig on Guevara Fiasa situation worked. Also, is it like a counter or productive as to have Guevara's heel cutting down another heel in JF? It overall reality the pillars worth doing. I'd rather see Guevara aim his critique at Barbie and Parent Barry wearing the firm up. He's a heel and having the left off saucer to work on industry and fast food joints. That goes against his, his character, should be otherwise about. What actually stood out was me another tone deaf moment for Perry when he hit MJ for the. When behind with a mic, yes, engine pie faced him, but a pie faced him hit a heel behind with a weapon. He should have spun around, whacked him, and engine made a concert. The downside of the segment is none of the regime really ready to be a believable contender for the AEW title, given how they've been pushed or performed the last three months. But Perry and Darby are all like solid enough points for ready to have a diamond match. Yes, it's predictable, but it would be a better and Jim didn't land on the cake at some point. And Jim was really good throughout the right mix of brash cockiness and showing ass. So, yeah, it's basically what it is for that segment. So, in this segment, it was good and bad, you know. 
that's what the statement was. So yeah. Alright, well basically they show alright, they show clips of Jericho City Hall being honored with Jericho on his way to Thomas Street, being given a plaque and a medal. Then Scalver plugged the upcoming matches. Alright, so Moxie Costner and William Yota defeated the Dark Order. It was a little matchup, twenty-six minutes, it was a bell. It was a hard fight match. There's one more moment where where Carter gets to a bike pile drive racer with help of Yuna Mox. That was the moment I liked about that match. And let's go forward to it now. Get forward to it. So yeah, a spike power pile dryer ring session honestly never be ever be a mid-match move. Honestly, in my opinion, it should be end of wrestlers who take it, but he kicked out of two. So honestly, I wanna say it's dumb, but I'm gonna have to be serious on this. You know, it's dumb. I'm sorry, it's dumb. It should be an ender move. So yeah. So, yeah, it was basically like that, you know. It's how what it is. I don't know. But anyway, there's more to it. Yeah, it was a hard-hitting all-action match. The crowd ate it up. It was a credit to Mox Claudia Muta. That match gave enough ring time or dark order to make them credible enough to ring with them. Udo and Grayson done their part. It's still a stretch, but not a glare as a mismatch as executive has seen. So, yeah. After the match, Mox held on to hold. Moss, Claudia, Triple Team, Uno, John, Ma John Silver, Renz, Kaya, cleared the ring of Mox, Claudio, Yuda, who retreated to the crowd. Mox, Flex, Claudio, show off his muscles. Then we go to Scalbert, Drew's of Medjanet with Juice Robinson, talks about his attack on Ricky Stark. Ricky Starks last week, he bragged about DT Stark's surgically repaired neck on the mat. He said he wouldn't do a steadily squat. So yeah, it's mostly not that. It's about it's gonna be Ricky. It's gonna be Ricky Starks to Juice Robinson feud. We're gonna see that more often. So, all right, Scalvin usually hyped up coming matches. We get a clip of the opening segment. Scalvin pillars can make a compelling case for themselves. This was all right. Jay Cargill versus Nicole Matthews. There's also a debut of Tiger Valkyrie. So yeah, Jay Mad. Challenge Matthews to puncher. Matthews did it. Quickly, quickly, Jay quickly came back. Landed a punk hit to the chest. Hit her Jay to finish her with a quick win. So, my now, my opinion, I suppose holding the view audience stay consistent with Jay being dominant or issue. The man was a barrel of wrestlers trying to start a canyon industry. Then we get to it. Like, this is where we did it. Okay, interview Jay in the ring. She asked about competition looking for. Jay back Renee's in the corner. Ready to fuck her up. Then Tyler Valkyrie came in, debut in a dancing segment. They said there were rumors that she was a free agent. He said she might no longer be a free agent, but a future second TBS champion. She faced off with Jays to the ring. They strained words. Great try to hit Valkyrie, but spun around first on like Perry with Minjit Riller. Valkyrie just slammed Gray onto the mat. Smart and Sterling scourged Jade from re entering ring. Valkyrie danced and smelled some more. Struck a pose. So. Yeah, this was this was a weird way to debut Tyler Valkyrie, but still good. It's what it is. So that's what it is, right? right. So yeah, it's what it is how Shavon interviewed Ricky Starks backstage. He asked Juice what he done at AEW. He said Bullet Club relevant twenty fifteen, but it's twenty twenty three. He said Juice had an issue with him. Alright, alright, furtherly, like Ricky Starks had an issue with Juice and come on bring it. It's also bringing Bullet Club with him. So there's hints of Bullet Club. So let's just see for next week. Like for like Rampage or 
let's try, let's watch, alright, for Rampage, yeah, Rampage, and next week's Dynamite, to, to watch out, look out for it. Oh, note to it, um, I'm gonna, anyone who watches that, like, the Rampage is gonna be a little late, like, Rampage is like, on a, cause of a basketball thing, Rampage will be reviewed, I'll have, it'll be a little bit late with the notes, but Rampage will still be reviewed immediately when I find the notes for Rampage, so, Stay tuned. Like at the diamond, I will do an ROH, like an ROH. Mm. Oh yeah, ROH recap as well. So stay tuned for that. After the recaps, I will do news, wrestling news, John Cena interview, mega interviewed, hot takes, and a GCW rant. Stick, stick out for those. Look out for those. All right, and here my announcement, my opinion on this. It was also a good straight promo for a promo without any fourth wall breaking or pandering inside references. Just looking eyes with a camera just arriving a beable style matter is good. Then we get a commercial air for Shaman Zazam mixed with Angela Jetjar Orange Cast among others. Then we got a clip of air last week's angle with QT Marshall helping Powerhouse House beat Warlow. Then we got QTV. QT Marshall holds second recorded office segment when Hobbs. Our son with Marshall break in, they had footage of break in, real they stole it. Marshall laughed honestly everyone else. Leave a base asking nerdly, what's next for Warlow? Aaron saw that where is next for Batista? That's good. So they all laughed. Marshall revealed that he has he has Will's passport. Hobbs stood up and said, Welcome to Will's world, bitch. So that's pretty more like that. And then we got um, Cecily Scabber hyped the Hobbs with defense title on Rampage against Ray Phoenix. So Watch that. Ray said it was going to be about, unfortunately, you know, NFC's men's basketball. It'll be later than usual. Yeah, we don't know. That's why Rampage was taped. It's always going to be taped, so okay. Jet Jared. All right, Iron Cassie defeated Jet Jared for the AEW International title. It was a weird entrance. The matchup was good. We got we got a moment with Shockmaster fan. We also have something about International title, Shazam promotion and stuff. And it's some moments and stuff. Yeah, Cassie wanted to retain the, t- the TNT, I mean, the, the AEW International title. So here's my analysis. So basically, I mean, I'm sorry about the analysis. I can't call on it. Here's my take. Now, honestly, these German matches bring you back to the early years of TNA with constant twists and turns and interference rep bumps. It's so different than most of what AEW has done with much matchbook to date. The crowd seemed to into it, though. So, yeah. That was my take on this. Yeah. It's how what it is. It's it's what it is if you think about it. So, I don't know. Play around with it. Alright, we got a bitch in the air with Hustleback talking about being Trio's champions. A commercial air for AEW All Access. Command my train knife. So, mm, you know, I'm, I'm going to review the three shows Dynamite, Rampage, and RRH. I don't know about that Saturday night thing. Like, it's going to come next month announcement. I'll think about it. But you know what? Maybe I'll, I'll have to review on it. I'll just do a highlight. Like, I'll just announce the matches instead. So, that solves the problem. The match results for the Saturday night show. So, that's my solve that problem. So, yeah. Anyway, we got a producer out here with Cassie talking about being friend and friend Aquit reference made to Mitch Merchant Cano's Faya Fall. Scott called you Clay and Grunna Organic, Grown Homegrown Act here in AEW. We got the Outcast, Made a Ring. Surreal told the face of the mouth. Ruby said once upon a time the grass was greener in AEW until a couple of bitches came on, pissed all over the gr- 
grass. She asked her what they do, bitches or husband. Sarah said, show them AEW is a house. Everyone else should kiss in the ground and walk on. Without them, there wouldn't be a division. So lucky she is there. All fans, neck, beard, sweaty, sticky twats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen up, fat people. Yeah, it talks about fat people. So, you know, they listen to the beaten. Then we got then Hater, Brit Babe, Char, that's at the Outcast. Outcast recovered, outnumbered them. Go at the Baker Man production, take it off her belt, use a weapon, Sky Blue, Rio, Wheel of Nigel, ran off for the say. Servant talking about how Outcast is a pain them in his matches. Scalper says, a case of enemy, and my friend. Baker is gay. Hater looked over Hill, Rio with mixed emotions. So, yeah, mostly this it's a women's segment. It was pretty good. It was played perfect. Play to perfect. So it was played to perfection. It was pretty good. So we might see a match out of this. So we'll wait and see what will happen. Blood and guards. I might see double. We're going to have double and nothing match with these women. How about money? So, mm -hmm. A promo air with Matt Menor and Angela Park. Menor said, Mass Cassidy Vinnie made nipples hard. Parker said, deserve a Tony Award. They told their clan, the belly gun to put respect on the Jericho Priest Society and heard ramp and just rampage this Friday. So, yeah, it's a promo. Then it's Copper Height Rampage. We got Rampage for, for this week. I'll review later on. I said, Menor Park vs. Bollywood Boys. Valkyrie in ring debut. House of a Challenge. And basically, and also, mm -hmm, like, oh, yeah. Alright, it was, oh yeah, Brody, okay, it was like, Brody King versus Daniel Garcia, that was the main event, uh, it was forgettable, uh, like, I'll probably recap it, I'll still try to watch it, but it's probably forgettable, so, then we got next week, features Hook versus Stokely Hathaway, yeah, let's go to the main event, House of Black versus Jericho Priest Society versus the Elite. It was a true trio title match. We got Holy Sit Trance. Yeah. It's so not everyone getting into the ring. Like, as a black retained the ties against them. So, yeah, this was an impactful match. Like, everything went down. Like, we had basically we had moments. Like, Guevara here, she was star to Jackson. There was House of Black attacking Jericho throughout one. Then we had Roddy hit Dante Inferno, like broke up the cover. Then we got Moment Jericho hit King with the baseball bat. Then we got Guevara leaping onto Mega Nick Jackson's ringside. And you know, there were moments saying you. Then back caught Jericho with a spinning wheel kick. So basically, Matthews kick of Black Team Triple Team Garcia for the win. So also Black retained the trio's titles. And, and honestly, it wasn't that good. So you know. It was a good matchup. Like, it was straightforward. Get to the point. That's what you want. Like, it's what it is. So, all right. After the match, Hager marched the ring. Check on the JS cohorts. He had the ring. We're at the House of Black. It was Owen and Mealy. Heyman, Dark Order, Brawl with Yuta, Mox, and Claudio on the stage. Heyman into the ring. Mox, Yuta, Claudio into the ring. Omega and the Bucks stepped up to protect Hangman. And that's what pretty much ended the show. Pretty much, pretty much this was a great Dynamite for a Canadian episode. And it was pretty good. Alright, I'll now now let's go to ROH. Alright, let's do the Ring of Honor recap now. Let's start with episode three of Re Ring of Honor. We got Casanoli versus Willie Mac. It's gonna be a great matchup. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right. Like Mac received a non-title against Casanova this week, but since was labeled a proven ground match, his win will earn him a shot as similar to the AEW Championship Eliminator matches. So they begin with staring an exchange of hold reversals. Mac is a big dude, but he's not afraid to mix it up. On the match, when need arises, the longer it went, the more physical it became. Castanelli took every opportunity to show up his power by throwing Mac around. The big man showed he could speed to keep up with the ROH champion. Did a great job making feel like Mac had believed he had a chance to win. It made so the Castanelli victory would uppercut out of nowhere much better. So honestly, like, like what did I like that Castanelli took a page out of Smojo's book, The Walkaway Spy? But Mac saw it coming and just cut the sh- dive short, so it was pretty good. So we got Mike Bennett next versus Dante Martin. The Kingdoms Bennett took on top flight Dante Martin, the second match of the night. So Bennett had Taven and Canals by his side. Dante had Dante Ma- Martin, Darius Martin's corner, keeping things as even as possible. These two men are similar size, but look very different styles of wrestling. Ben is more technical and methodical with his offense, while Martin is a high flyer who favors speed over anything else. However, both men are known how to adjust their style to match their opponents, so they ended up working well to get a entertaining contest to allow both men to show up their skills. Apologize, Trent's ramp on, almost led to mm, Dante being counted out, but he beat the 20 count by a few seconds to keep the match going. Both men came close to winning a few times before Dante scored a win with a gig slam. This bout would not have been featured on any pay-per-view card. He's got to kill it. You should have to go out of your way to watch this match. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, you should go away and watch this match. Seriously. Go out your way and watch this match, you know? Like, try to go out your way to watch this match. Like, it's on ROH TV now. It's on Honor Club, so you have a chance. So... Watch it as best you can. Alright, next one is Do- Ari Davari, Slim J versus Mets League and Blake Christian. Bla- I mean, Blake Christian. At the events of last week's show, a tag team was booked as Slim J and Ari Davari. Trustbusters taking on Mets League and Blake Christian. Some experienced tag is getting new Japan Pro Wrestling. Malik Christian had the upper hand at first with some heel tacks from Slim and Davari turned the tie quickly. Once they were grounded, Mets League Christian spent a lot of time on defense. Devari Slim used quick tags, keep one man isolated for long periods of time. And again, a hot tag late in the match. Mentally scored the win with spinning Michigan driver. This was highly entertaining, especially during the second half. So, yeah. So, yeah. Mentally needs more of a defined character. Town the Lucha is not deteriorating from other wrestlers who are just as good, honestly. So, yeah. They are just best for Mentally for now. But we do need to see a Brian Danson versus Metal Eddie Case versus GSK. Remember the Busters was an actual and GSK took on Eddie Kingston. Castle came out of the ring to watch the match from the crowd. Mad King kept his eyes on the rich champion for never got the man. He, he ended up not he caught his coffee over. By throwing K into the break, he ran in front of him when he was sitting at the at the yell at each other. The champ made his way back to where Kingston was a massive suicide dive to the face. He could be recovered, applied Dragon Sleeve in the ring for the quick win. This wasn't a mad long match, but it accomplished the goal of making Kingston look like a badass while furthering his feud with Casanoli. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, I feel that the camera was perfectly placed for the case suicide die, so this was a genuine surprise, in my opinion. We got Athena versus Hyen. 
High had a chance of a towel shot this week if she wheeled her feet or last 10 minutes against the range women's champion Athena. The chat had been on roll mostly during skit scoring a hard fight victory over Willow during the premiere army two weeks ago. Athena dominated her opponent from the mountain of Bellman by using aggressive, stiff offense. High and managed to get a handful of moves, but just to serve the piss Athena off. She grabbed High by the throat and brought her down to the match. She could tore the strikes. She almost got herself disqualified by touching an official, but ended up scoring the win with a cross face. This was a great show for Athena, but it probably won't end up high and sizzle real anytime soon. So, yeah. Now we got Silas Young versus Marcus Cross. The last woman in professional wrestling made a return to RH this week. Silas Young battled Marcus Cross. While Cross not exactly defenseless, Young definitely dominated his match. It was all bringing Young back to the RH and immediately established him as a threat. You won't see us talking about the match of the week, but it was at this performance from both guys because they did exactly what they expected them. Young scored the win just a few minutes, much to the light of the crowd. Yeah, and the crowd. Mm -hmm. And Silas won one. Like, like Young looked like he was some Jack Roberts. Like, Young's finish was really cool, but it looks like it was easy to make a mistake with trying to bounce on turn record like that, in my opinion. Honestly, that's my opinion. Alright, the Embassy versus Dalton Kessel, the boys, six man titles. Castle and the boys lost six-man tag titles to Bessie at the end of last year, so they look at her getting gold with former glorious match. We got Cage, Toa Young, Conrad, copied by Prisoner Defense. Conrad and Castle started for the team, which probably marked that they were two close competitors inside. Both teams playing moments, but there were times they felt like they were rushing moves in the next week, a pack as much into the next month. The action was fun, frantic, but there was a couple of pacing issues along the way. The embassy ended up attaining and complaining, both of the boys at the same time. So the embassy came to attack them after the match was over. But the new trio, mentally Christian and AR Fox, chased them up. This was something good, and yeah, it was pretty good. So yeah, I think Castle's giving it so unique to him that it can be never recreated by anyone else. That's my opinion. And you know, it's not that bad. No, yeah, that's what it is. All right, Trisha Dora versus Madison Rain. Two women looking to rise out of the ranks. Arch Women's Division Week when Madison Rain battled Trisha Dora. Since both of them were bay faces, they had clean strength and going. They were still so first, but they were uh, when the liability kind of do did not have much experience. Opponents for the boxing with it, and the look signs from the crowd added to the feeling. And the doors or the win. Both women show respect was over the code of after it was over. Right. Like and the scoring the win again. Both women show respect in court of honor was over. So Dora won, observing the court of honor. So there's more moats. You talk about Cabani Coleman, this is a great job film people in our age history in a quick way. So the weird part is that Dora was unable to support Rain on her shoulders, but Roll through the turn to different moves to save the spot, so it was okay. But the submission on Dora used halfway through the match was cool, but unrealistic because it would have been easy for Rain to counter it. So it was a bit unrealistic. But anyway, let's go on to the next match the Outriders versus Masaya, Chris Daniels. The Outriders made the RH debut last week and took on the team of Seidel this week. And Daniels, like Troop Magnum and Turbo Floyd, used some cheat tactics to keep control away. They kicked Seidel at bay while double team Daniels and attempt to win the match early. The end up the end the match ended up pretty short when Seidel Daniels were able to regroup. They score a win to get their partnership off a good start. So Seidel Daniels Daniels won. 
Here's the thing. True Magma, Terrifier, Grabble, Rollers, and Nades are good. Then we saw Osiope confront Sidon Dance after the match. So there's some interest there. And now we have, for the Pure Championship, William Utah versus Carl Connors. The main event of the show saw Yuta defend the Art Pure Champ against Connors. These Madden are no strangers, no another payment. Video package filled as a wider fight, as well as Pure Rules match. Both have emphasis submissions, other types of instances, punches that face are legal. Both men are like walking Swiss Army Knights when it comes to Pure They can do a little bit of everything. Ideally, the main event should have been the match of the night of the show, but definitely this was. On a technical level, nothing else from the show came thus close. Thus, everything they did was execute the perfection. While Connor put in a great fight, you will you Yuta was able to pound him on the combination score a win. Yuta grabbed the mic, called it Kasura Shibata in a match. The match to end the show. Yeah. So basically, yeah. We're gonna have Shibata and Yuta and Supercard of Honor. Here's some notes like that Connor actually hit a brew for Brainbuster, you know? It's amazing. It's a it's here kinda of weird when you hear Yuta suck chance. So having like having Yuta wear so fast force Connors use one punch to break the hole it was actually a great spot. It was and the when Yuta hit back one punch moment later one was on was to me icing on the cake. You know? It was icing on the cake to me. So alright, let's go to Rampage. Let's do the Rampage review. Okay. Sorry to show okay. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, here's the thing. I told you again, the show had delayed starting time due to TNT's coverage of NCAA State Basketball. Luckily, I watched it late night, so it was easy for me. And I told you again, it'll be, I managed to bring it up. So anyway, let's go to that. We have Valkyrie make her debut. Power Ops Hot defend their title against Phoenix. Manara Parker battle the Bible Boys in the main event. Garcia took on Broder King. Let's talk. We got the TNG champ for Hobbs versus Ray Phoenix. So basically, mm -hmm. so okay, basically I'm gonna give you a, like basically near the end near the end of the match. Phoenix got a two count frog splash. He kicked Hobbs against Jackson. Hobbs attacks Phoenix and plants some swine bus. He put Phoenix in torture right, slams him for the win. You already know, winner is still a TNG champion. Powers Hobbs. There were moves where Phoenix pulled some crazy moves on on Hobbs, but Hobbs made a comeback. Then, during the, like after the match, Haas approached Alex Airhand to grab him. QT Marshall drops a hit, drops Airhands with a diamond cutter, and that was it. That was the end match. The 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 post match segment. Let's go to the promo. Do grace the comments of return to AEW. He talks about that he's coming back for revenge because Backpool Comic Club gave Uno, Uno a concussion. He challenges Monster to a match on Dynamite. In a tape promo, like, there's another tape promo. Adam called previews his return to the ring, which will come on March 29th episode Dynamite. Tyler Valkyrie versus Ava Lawless, yeah. Valkyrie dominates, hits a spear, gets the win with a road to Valhalla with Tyler Valkyrie. And basically, after the match, like, the character shows previous champion Jay Cargill, Leah Gray, and Mark Story on stage, who started taking notes, like, Valkyrie stares him down. Like, my Hardy, eat the page. Alright, let's get to it. Hardy, eat the page. Cassie, train hook halfway with match on hook on the March 22 episode Dynamite. Alright, um, 
All right, we go. Well, now we go to Jericho Society, PC Society members, Parker and Mena versus Bollywood Boys. Two teams go back and forth, showcase their tattoos, chemistry. The Bollywood Boys rally with Parker and Mena scoring with double DT. Winners, Jericho Park and Menard. Menard, Park, Mockley, Sister, down to the match. So you mentioned to the claim. And you mentioned it. There's another veteran. John Klaus Kongs, Kanosuke, Kataki, Tashi, Lidipeg, the fan favorite stars, Gary Flowers. The looming match between Kenny Omega and he did that. They can know highlighted in a video package. And, um, a video shows the guns running to the top flight in the degree. The face-off and the tag title match. The, the match is confirmed for March 22nd at UW Dynamite. Um, so Daniel Garcia versus Brody King. Virginia Hart. Garcia hugs Jericho when he faced the King early on. It was a main event. He was quick as King's power. The King gained the upper hand. Charles Garcia loses the ring. King follows Garcia who dances on Julia. Hart. King clubs Garcia's chest, slams into the barricade. Alright, alright, alright. King has a running cross on Garcia, sitting in front of the chair, in front of the barricade. Garcia kicks, kicks feet and charges him, sending the power on his face first to steal steps. Tina takes the show, grounds King, King's fire back, gets a two can pile driver. King crushes Garcia with a cannibal corner, but breaks up the pin by putting his foot in a row. Garcia lost sleepover, but King powers his way out. King lives see Garcia rolls out King for a two count. He tries King the wall to Jericho, but King reaches the rose while we're distracted. Jericho hits King with a bat. Garcia looks to locks and drag asleep. King's hand drove three times. The referee calls for the bell. Garcia wins. Jericho celebrates Garcia in the match. So yeah, that was that was a pretty main event rampage main event. It was okay for a ramp for a main event a rampage, so it is what it is. So, yes. Alright, that was Rampage, and we just reviewed ROH. So, let's get to the news. And that was the recap. We will start our wrestling news now. Let's let's start with Bray Wyatt's WWE absent, reported to a physical issue. So, Bray Wyatt's been physically absent from the last few weeks of television. to start his status with the company growing at the Mr. NCAJ Live event on March 12th. Throughout the day, there was rumors speculating that Wyatt walked out. All that stuff, but FIFA Select indicated that this in the case. WWE sources denied these claims. They, the, the claims were denied. So, for the latest report for this week, why is current sign has been the injury, physical issue, no current timeline for return? So, yeah. So, it's basically Bray Wise dealing with a physical issue. So, we don't know what's going to happen. So, we don't know. Well, why was scheduled to feature a number of episodes tonight down several live events? But the company claimed he was pulled appearances due to a format ish physical issue. Despite this, Wyatt's feud with Lashley's continued to progress by TV by vigilance and segments involving Uncle Uncle Howdy. As noted by FIFA materials, while Wyatt Uncle Howdy often sent to site of SmackDown though over the past two episodes, SmackDown doesn't have been the case. The report also noted that Wyatt has been, has been factored to create plans for the shows and not scheduled for Raw. According to the report, Lashley was scheduled for tonight's episodes. One of the points weekend, this is unclear when his creative direction heads to WrestleMania will become clear once again. So FIFA closed the report by noting they'll continue to reach out for further information out today, claiming rumors of creative disagreements. 
as always, we'll aim to prove any or update as we hear more. So in a recent update, quarter five select report, WWE Korea were told Bray Wyatt was out due to an illness. He had been in a recent WWE event or television. He was out, wasn't on internal MSG rundown as a Friday. So yeah, Bray Wyatt dealing with physical issues. He's ill, so he's not walking at WWE. He's not doing all that shit. Bray Wyatt is just dealing with some issues with his health and stuff. So let's let's leave this stuff alone. And, and agree that Five Plus Light is the better news coverage. So let's agree. Anyway, former TNA star Crimson arrested. Former star Anthony Mayweather, known as Crimson, got arrested according to Carson Today in Tennessee. The article noted Mayweather was charged with violation of pre order, previous order protection. The police inducted a Melfield check on February 24th was found in Mayweather with a several calls to juvenile son's phone, several text messages to his wife. Had a Mayweather even while police was present, a warrant was issued for his arrest. He was booked for this weekend. Mayweather was pre jailed to headbutting his wife in 2016. So yeah, jail records show that Mayweather was taken to custody on 3A and bound it out the next day. Mayweather was signed to DNA, now Impact West of 2010-2013, billed as the Amazing Red's younger brother. So, yeah. Yeah, that's something going with Mayweather or Crimson's arrest. So, yeah. That's on him. That's his fault. So, what it is, how, how he done, what it's done, how it goes. So, yeah, that's on him. That's his fault. So, don't blame me. Blame him. Yeah, that's basically on him. Alright, Ric Flair reportedly asked Duck Ray Mutant into the Hall of Fame. Ric Flair is set to reveal it announced this week that he's going to be ducting Ray Mutant into the Hall of Fame. The first was first announcing was Ray Mysterio. It was now the next one's going to be Great Muta. Ric Flair will be inducted Great Muta to the Hall of Fame. This was confirmed by AJ Meltzer on WOR. So, yeah. So basically, Flair was asked to ask to duck Mudo or been asked to duck Mudo. I don't know. People thought it was Sting, but politically it would have been tough before. It would have been even tougher now. So we do know Mudo has been asked to be in the Hall of Fame. We do know that Flair is asked to duck him, so it needs to make sense. So yeah, we're not going to be revealed by Ric Flair in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame duck on Wednesday, of course, remains to be seen. But if it's a Hoover Flair announcement, it'll be fair to assume. Also, you're inducting Great Muta too. Mm. Too, yeah. So, yeah, Great Muta will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, that's official. Great Flair is going to do it. Good for Flair. And that's what wrestling is. Wrestling wins. Win-win for everyone. So, the Hall of Fame, my opinion, is a joke. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're going to lead away for a bit. We're going to talk about the GCW shit situation. Well, like, when GCW is holding a trademark against AEW for the video game trademark, Fight Forever. Like, that's just stupid. Now I'm going to get this out of the way. GCW is a shitty hardcore promotion. It's not that good. It's not a game changer. Change it. The only thing that's good is Bloodsport, and that's about it. GCW still sucks. And honestly, I don't know why Brent is going to continue this shit. Brent could go fuck himself, fuck GCW, fuck Janela. You know what I'm saying? Fuck GCW, screw Janela, and Brent could jump off a fucking bridge for all I care.
Anyway, that was my rant on GCW. Take it or leave it. That's what I say. All right, we're going to Omega's interview. Kenny Omega. Yeah. Like, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks became EVPs at UW. It's Conception. They've been cruel to both on screen success of the company on its four year history. Though it may be a speculator over the four year trio aspired the contract edges over the clo- closer, it may be hard to imagine the clear way for the company and help to create, but seeing Cody Rose ain't gonna happen regarding the challenge to America's two top promotions. But while speaking to Jane, man, poison at CBS sees Bernie idea going to WWE is about putting into Omega. So a new challenge always appealed to him and is all about what he feels most suited for. So, and this is what he says. I think at the point that anything new appeals to me, challenges always appeals to me. And one point was all of these. Like he says, if you say I can't do it, I really didn't want to do it. And I was not like that. I would say I'm older and wiser. I'm like, I'm older and care less about it. That more like what kind of people I can reach, what kind of positive thing I can contribute, what I can really feel best suited for. Yeah, that's from Kenny Omega. When that when when the people ask Kenny Omega answer with me, Omega would continue. He said right. Like I mean it, it says again it's all place on time where you've been reached time yet and you're not being able to start this cool thing with a lot of my friend people in the industry. We started this cool at eight thing here in Winnipeg, place I was born. It's the place where I in a chunk of my, my tea time carving my teeth fresh rest is like I do when it happened if I've been satisfied with just staying with Pat. What happened if I sort out the bold old song and dance on the TLG? So you strive to come consider every success taken seriously. I always try, so I was trying to try to find my own way. At least it's hard to lean into that. My heart but when they just I take anything one step at a time. I felt like, yeah, this is cool. This is right. And what's next? I don't know. It's spoken to you. Nothing told me. Nothing went. Is this what you need to do, right? This is what Kenny Omega said. So, from the interview, I continue to talk on the future of Kenny Omega. He said his spider sense have been triggered yet regarding what he'll do next. He's about, yeah, yeah. This, he talks about his spider senses been triggered yet. Uh, he talks about the Winnipeg show. He wanted to be successful at one point, and now it's for coming back. I think really important again to brace our Winnipeg wrestling culture. He talks about the culture. This is what Kenny and Manga. As much about Kenny, like AEW Ray did this, this is Winnipeg event thing. The elite, like the 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 House of Black retained the tag belts. It was pretty good, you know. It's how it is. It's how what it is, you know. Alright, let's go to Jossie's comments, like interview on Miss 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 Dunduck, allegations, praises, Roman names, and more. We're gonna go to that now. John Cena has been asked the feelings he has about Vince and considering such a misconduct allegation suffers refer last year. So Vince retired set down his role as chairman and CEO. This came as Vince Man was being investigated by the board of directors for such secret settlement deals. There was also accused accusation of sexual assault. Less than one year later, Vince Man ran back and forced himself to appear as chairman of WWE's board. During a recent interview with Associate Press, John Cena was asked to be hard to recount the feelings he had for Vince and considered the allegation out utter. There. This is what John Cena had to say. This is what he says. No, it's not hard for feelings what I have for Vince. The allegation I have him. Like everyone has a right to their perspective. I have rights in my mind. When you love somebody, you take them perfectly perfect as well. We all make mistakes. We have poor decisions. Lord knows I made a clutch of poor choices. That doesn't mean I'm going to go and love somebody. There's no way I can record and say I love Vince McMahon. Yes, but John Cena. 
and one I'm gonna say, yeah, like he's not gonna he's not gonna leave this man. Man, here's the thing: Jossier owes his life to Vince. Like he's just playing it safe. Yes, this man should not be in back in power. The allegations are still there, and you know, but Cena's gonna be Cena. He's gonna gonna vouch for Vince, and that's who he is. Like you're right, again. Cena always liked to Vince, so what it is is how the wrestling is. Uh, let's go to the back to the interview. Chauncey asked what about fact WWE potentially on the market and supports a company for sale. This is what he says. He says about that's the way my pay grade. I don't know what's going on with that. He said he loves Vince. He's everything you could want in a great fire, business part fire mentor. He loved the man. His business deals are his business, and when he shares with me, that's between us. I don't know what's going on with corporate structure and WWE career stretching. Oh, WWE, when I'm there, the former is WWE Championship Roman Reigns show. In my mind, he's being in the conversations. In my mind, he's the greatest of all time. So, when Chauncey is asked about why he came to, back to feud with Austin he was so on to explain that he and Pickham was still told that he was going to be feuding, that he will be the feud he'll be doing. You'll be surprised by my answer because that's what I was told to have. I, I, I don't do that. I don't say I want to do this. I want to work with that person. I, I never didn't try to do what I do. That's my abilities. And in day to my turn, often trying to make performance best I can. What I don't do, I never not encourage such a narrative. I pick opponents. I love to tell stories. I don't pick Dustin Derry, but I can certainly speak from the heart. Uh, that was from this week's Raw. So basically, yeah, he'll Cena will face Derry because it's a company's decision. This is WrestleMania for the U.S. title in Hollywood. This is here's the thing. This is Cena's first paper match since face Roman Reigns at last year's SummerSlam, 2021. That's a little tiny fact. Oh, there's more news. Like, AEW reported don't have none complete causes of any contracts. This year, the Federal Trade... On January this year, the, the Federal Trade Commission posted a ruling to ban none complete causes on labor contracts. The concept of none complete causes was filmed to wrestling fans with WWE on and off to plant them in their challenge contracts in the event they release. While non complete causes clauses are complex in WWE, the contract situation the competitors in AEW is slightly less clear. The limited explain ample support toys, not provide insight how the FCA ruling might affect AEW noting I believe the company did not blend non complete causes of their contracts. Face other contracts, five plus seeing with AEW news Charlie spoke to there aren't any new non complete cause clauses. Attached to make them non compete costs are standard in WWE deals, but main roster lasting 90 days and they see lasting in general 30 days. However, AEW Wrestling doesn't seem to have any. So, yeah, this is from FIFO to confirm. FIFO confirms this, yeah. So, FIFO adds is that when they asked AEW Source for information, they told the company doesn't typically release talent anyway unless there's a special request. Or necessity, necessity, necessity for disciplinary measures. Does non-complete costs have been a priority? So, uh, so yeah. So non-complete causes effectively send the life of an expiring contract. Those often require talent to agree to terms. Term for example, we have Alice so far. Fightful were told. We're told. Oh yeah, we're told that generally has been a case-by-case case base for AEW. So one powerful example of non-compete coming to play on the side is Goofy on Punk. Well, five on the internet I spoke with a company believes they had like to strip from joining WWE for a period of time should be released for the AEW contract. So yeah, so AEW don't have non-competes, don't have non-compete clauses. It makes sense. 
if you want to release, ask Tony Khan. Sometimes they're mostly granted for a special case or a special reason or disciplinary measures. So it's what it is. How you play it is how you do it. But there will be reported cutbacks to this year WrestleMania. This year's WWE WrestleMania 29 Hollywood reportedly has some cutback regarding staff. As many as point, WWE current process time to solve what coming against sold this man backing company at Triman Chairman Board oversee a potential sale. This is going to lead to fans starting to town at release to bring down company costs and make them more attractive to the buyers. It yet to happen and talk of biggest show of the year. WrestleMania so seeing cutbacks. Apparently, these changes will not be too noticed by fans, though. Yeah, it probably won't. WWE tried want to make cutbacks years while well, Smith show with the idea of increasing profit margin and share gain and company ready for sale. So, this is from Meltzer. He says this. He talks about there'll be cutbacks in the show, not always fans notice. There's gonna be less personal people coming in from foreign language announcers, but previously announced to be around like remote. There's gonna be some sort teams networks are doing more of like the idea of this profit margin of the show is like this gets to get ready for a company ready for sale. This is from Meltzer. Why are not cutbacks we made ready to be seen? Like there'll be, there's still many that may, they'll say major changes with some media that will affect the fan viewing parents in a big way. So it's not that all bad. So it's WrestleMania. All right, quick talk. Like this year's WrestleMania, should I go for watching? Like I wouldn't watch WWE anymore. So you know, I'm gonna try watch WrestleMania this year. For once, WrestleMania is looking good, except for the Lesnar and Omar Omas match. No. The rest is good. Cody versus Roman is good. So I'll give it a watch. I'll try to watch it. So Mercedes Monet, let's it's about let's go to the Mercedes News. Apparently had no Japan stardom dates left after 4-3-23 Grandum Stardom Show has it now. That's what's the April. So Monet, New Japan short lived one. Monet's Sasha Banks made her debut. Sorry, years she appeared at Kingdom kind of game challenge Kari saying IWG won a champion. Kari was set the challenge to Monet Rain debut of battle last month she did won the IWGP women's champion. So yeah. It stands revealed that Marissa Monet we made her first defense IWGT title versus versus Azam on New Japan's Jessica card on April. <sighs> like she's also supported book for Startup debuting on Startup All Grand Show Queendom. How I quote a Meltzer? Like, she probably doesn't have any more parents book for Stardom, whatever, New Japan. Talks about as of right now, Monet has no days left for Breast Bushy Road there. April 23rd, the Yoko Rita show. This is from May. This is what Dane Meltzer, like, take it with a grain of salt. So, of course, it would be sooner real soon if she were work more dates. I think she would work. I think she's going to resign for more dates in New Japan, Stardom. That's my opinion. Like, that's going to happen. I don't see her coming back to WWE. I don't see it. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. I don't care if she go to AW Impact or anywhere. I know for a fact. I I don't think she'll ever come back to WWE. That's my opinion. I'm sorry. No. I'm not sorry for that. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, but as, but luckily there is a long list of stardom in town. That I would love, honestly, to, to see wrestlers in stardom. I would love to see it. On Twitter highlights, uh, because I I don't know I can afford it, but it's my podcast. I'm I'm making do. <laughs> okay, we go to Jay White reporter talked about WWE AEW. Mm. So 
Jay White is currently the former Sushpray Jay White is currently the hottest free agent for he talked to both companies. After the defeat Loser League Japan match to Hikaleu, far by Loser League New Japan against Eddie Kingston, it's clear what future holds for White. But many people linking the stars of both WWE and AEW, while while is a chapter pushed back for both America's top two promotion, interest is strong, but based on a news report from Reserver Newsletter, the Dirtio is yet to prepare to pay for ear company is many unsure of next food. In in fact, Reserver states White is fifty fifty in regards to decision. Regarding Jay White, we're told that White has been taught in WWE, but not been signed. Also, been taught in AEW from some familiar situation. He graduated as described as a 50 50 side would go with. So, yeah, this is from Wrestling Observer Newsletter, mostly. So, Jay White, the former IW champion, WGP champion, Triple Con champion, first ever New Japan Grand Slam champion. So, there are going to be many fans of Tree, Gracie, Lance, next, what goalie could pick up. So, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. So, WWE reported open talks with Commander Fallout prize following his Dynamite debut. WWE reported interest in Commander for a little while now. Commander managed to catch a mad nation on AWI and we took part in company's annual phase of the Revolution ladder match on March 1st. In Dynamite, the 24-year-old Luchador showcased their ability to high-fly offense. Oh, when he appeared on W Dynamite, he wasn't on a contract. W of the company. So, yeah. Previous reports say the stars W's radar following following is inspired from rumors of a lot of match. Melzer reserved a new span on this in a new report. Melzer claimed that WWE opened talks to Commander but were after appealing Dynamite. The company changed the head of recruitment site when a reason pursued trying to bring in new talent. WWE had talks with Commander prior to AM announcing a lot of match. Trying to do a tryout but not contract for They did speed up the process, counting him again after he was announced for being a ladder match. Again, right after the match, tried to speed up the process, changing the head of recruitment to be a spare and wanted to consider new talent. Look, I, uh, yeah, and actually, yes, that's their opinion. This is from Meltzer, so I, it's, it's, I don't think it's a good Like, basically, take Meltzer's orders with a grain of salt. We don't know if we could trust Meltzer at this point. He's good with story ratings, but. Not with news. I don't trust Meltzer. I'm sorry. Don't trust him. Not sorry. Don't trust him. But, yeah, honestly, Commander could be in assigned addition to the mostly AW roster or possible WWE roster. So, mostly I watch WWE on YouTube these days. I'm not going to watch on TV. Only pay-per-views, YouTube, highlights. It's more better for me. So, that's my opinion. Any fans interesting when talent start ending up signing? So it's interesting. Like it's like it's a lot interesting with Commander, which will sign. I'm more hitting towards AEW, but WWE is a WWE might be the best bat in the end. I don't know, maybe. It could be anyone. Like don't forget about uh, Impact Wrestling, GCW, don't forget New Japan. No New Japan like Jack Wrestling Noah. Uh, don't don't forget Defy Wrestling. Don't forget that. There's oh yeah. There's uh, the NWA. No no not the NWA. They're like fucking freaks. I'm thinking Championship Wrestling for hot from Hollywood or Florida. It could, it was gonna call your way. You know honestly it could be anyway. Anyway it's a good opportunity, Commander. So take it take it as you can, Commander. I support you. All right. Mm-hmm. Alright, before we go, I got some hot takes I gotta say. <coughs> Ric Flair should, should stay in WWE. 
Meltzer is not reliable news. Uh, okay, GCW is a horrible company. Brent, Ma Brent should jump off a bridge. That's my hot takes. And Booker T should stay away from reporting the news. He has no right to report news. He's a show for WWE. He's a he looks Triple H's ass cracks. So what it is is how it is. So <laughs> yeah, I that's my hot takes. So yeah, this is a Gus Ali podcast. I'll see y'all next Saturday. Thank you. Bye.